Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. Hey, you know what's going to be happening in 2024, right? I know the elections, but aside from the elections, there's a total solar eclipse happening in April 2024. It's going to pass through Mexico, the U.S. and Canada. And let me tell you, people are super excited about this. Airbnb's latest report shows a spike in bookings for the eclipse's path. A lot of interest in places like Caraville, Texas, Louisville, Kentucky, Indianapolis, Indiana. Not your run-of-the-mill tourist hotspots. Now, these bookings are for April 4th to the 7th, but the main event is April 8th. But check this out. RV shares also seeing a big trend. They reported, this is amazing, a 324% jump in RV bookings for the April 8th eclipse weekend. That beats out every other weekend, including Memorial Day weekend. You know, it reminds me of the conversation that we had over the last eclipse when Barry and Ian, they were just chatting, and uh, and uh, Ian said to Barry, you know, hey, Dad, can you explain to me what a solar eclipse is? And then Barry looked at him and said, no, son. And he's like, what do you mean no sun? It's like, no sun, like there's no sun. And then he's like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, I know you should try that with your family members and friends too. And on that happy note, I'm Kim Commando, America's Digital Goddess. It's the biggest show. It's the most trusted show about all things digital. And for those of you tuning in for the first time, a huge welcome. And if you are a regular listener to our show and pods, welcome back. And you can find the Kim Commando show across 420 fantastic radio stations in the United States. And if you weren't into podcasts or webcasts, you can head over to commando.com and hit the Commando Community button for an experience that's 100% commercial free. That's commando.com. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, my show is always just a click of the way. And a special shout out goes to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, and the Space Force in 175 different countries. And I know that you have at least one or two questions about something I can lend a hand to. I mean, you can Google a lot of things, but you can't Google trusted advice. And that's why I'm here with our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And here at the top of the show, I just want to remind you that I always need two things from you. Number one is I want you to tell one person about the show on the podcast. Just tell them to search for my name, Commando. And number two, I want to hear from you too. I want some feedback. Tell me what you want to know more about. And that's heading over to commander.com and hit that link that says email Kim. All righty. It's my labor of love. It is. Every single day I go to at least 35, 40 different websites to bring you the top five things you need to know that's happening right now in tech. And we're going to start with another warning about your kids and the dangers of social media. I know you get tired of hearing about all these warnings. And I wish there was no need for me to remind parents and grandparents who are watching kids. But at the end of the day, it doesn't seem like anybody's listening. 
The newest research confirms a direct link between kids who frequently use social media and making risky, dangerous decisions. As millions of young folks, they go on Instagram, uh, Facebook, TikTok, all the other platforms. They say peer pressure is amplified. There's no doubt that underage drinking, drug use, smoking, antisocial behavior, gambling, unsafe sex, early sex, it's a direct result of frequent social media consumption. So what you need to do as a parent in charge, as a grandparent, is to make sure that you be that parent, okay? And just don't let them go willy-nilly on social media for all hours. And if something wrong happens, I just want you to remember that I did warn you. I did warn you about this. Uh, number two, it turns out we just don't want EVs. Nearly 4,000 dealerships across the country are begging President Biden Please tap the brakes on EV regulations. By the year 2032, two-thirds of all cars sold have to be battery-powered. Now, in reality, we don't want them. Dealerships are seeing a ton of electric cars just pile up on the lots. No demand. People don't want change. They don't like change. You can see it the first hand in the way that used cars aren't depreciating. If you want a used Tacoma at a reasonable price, it's not happening. Most Tacomas, even the old ones, have only depreciated by about 20%. A Porsche 911 only loses 10% of its value in five years. Buy an EV and bam, let me tell you, the price drops right out the door like a bomb. Moving on to number three, the golden bachelor. Oh, Jerry Turner, just tugging at your heartstrings. His story about his late wife, Tony, his high school sweetheart, how he has struggled with dating if she passed away. We are all rooting for Jerry and his quest for love. Well, as it turns out, mm, there's a dark side to Jerry. Jerry said he was a restaurant owner, but guess what? The Hollywood Reporter did a bit of light LinkedIn snooping and found out that Jerry hasn't owned a restaurant since 1985. His LinkedIn profile shows that he's been in the meat business recently and even has done some work installing hot tubs. He's also worked as a maintenance man at a mental health center. And it was there just one month after his wife's death that he started dating a staff accountant who's 14 years younger than him. So (laughs) here's the deal. He should have cleaned up his LinkedIn profile and now it just goes to prove reality TV isn't always real. Uh, Number four, some good news on the tax front. What's that? This year was supposed to be the year that when you had to pay taxes, you received more than $600 through Venmo Uh, PayPal or eBay. It's a pretty low threshold, right? But the IRS has decided to cut us all just a little slack. They're going to delay that law for a year. A lot of pushback from tax pros and taxpayers. Without this delay, around 44 million 1099K boards would have been just flooding mailboxes. And many of us might even have even owed taxes on those payments. So here's the deal. They're going to revisit this next year. So don't worry about it this year. Speaking of, have you ever wondered why the IRS calls it Form 1040? Why does the IRS call it Form 1040? Because for every $50 that you earn, you get $10 and they get $40. But um uh, Finally, this coming at number five, Santa's looking at the kids' wish list. And what does he see? Not a lot of Legos, and believe it or not, not a lot of Barbies. A study from the Entertainment Software Association shows that the majority of Boys and girls want video games this holiday season. 72% of U.S. kids are all about gaming. Top of the list, gaming subscriptions, gaming consoles, fancy gaming accessories, in-gaming cash, 
just 22% are into physical toys. So before you buy any gaming gear, just make sure it's actually the game that they play. Uh, there are tons. And if you ever buy them a board game, you'll be sorry. Get it? You'll, oh, yeah, that was a good one. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Okay, it seems like here on the shows we talk a lot about Airbnb nightmares. But how about an Airbnb story that's really kind of cool? Maybe an Airbnb that you might want to stay in. So for this, we have to go to north to Alaska. That's where flight instructor John Cutwicky teaches at his flight school called Fly8MA. And why would you want to go to Alaska to take flight lessons? Well, okay, you get to live inside a Douglas DC-6. This is a giant cargo plane. Wow. Uh, joining us to tell us more about it is John. So, John, uh, where did you come up with this idea? Uh, well, so our initial idea was we wanted to create the ultimate flight school. And so with that, uh, obviously, there's flight schools out there that offer uh, accelerated training, destination flight training, places where you can even go stay on site. They have on-site housing. But we wanted something better. So we said, well, what's better than all that that's already out there? Like, let's let's have a flight school in Alaska, the most amazing, beautiful and challenging place to fly. And let's not have it at an airport. Let's build our own airport with our own private runways just for our students. And what would be really nice is if we had cabins for them to stay in alongside that runway. And that would be a really nice experience. Um, what would be even better than that would be if we took an old airliner and converted that into one of those cabins. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. So that um, was kind of, and, and it just kind of kept morphing from there. So ultimately what we ended up with um, is two runways on the property, several um, uh, cabins, uh, hangar, and now the Douglas DC-6. Uh, that is a two bedroom, one bath. Okay, so you so you actually built the runways too? Wow, that's something. Yes. Uh, how many feet are the runways? Uh, so we have one that's 1,200 feet and another one that's 2,000 feet. And um, full disclosure, I did expect that would take just like a weekend with a bulldozer. Um, <laughs> and it took months um, with lots of different pieces of equipment. Uh, um, turns out building runways, are, is even if they're just gravel, um, a little bit more complicated than initially anticipated now when you build a runway do you have to get faa clearance or ntsb or what do you have to do for that so to to put in a runway luckily in alaska we're pretty light on regulations um so we don't have any sort of county or state regulations that would uh, prohibit us from doing that as far as the faa is concerned you register the runway with them um and so it, it does appear on the charts documented there's not anything from the ntsb or anything like that the faa does get to say, um, you know, what kind of class your airport is. And ours exists as a private airport, so it's not open to the public. So it doesn't have to meet a whole litany of, you know, like we don't have to have the barbed wire fence around the airport sure. uh, like you do at, you know, JFK or something. Um, but uh, for just a regular private airport, um, there's there's not a whole lot in the way of requirements. It is a little bit um, 
it's pretty hands off. Um, as long as you're you're making something relatively safe, um, nobody really has too much to say about it up here in Alaska, which is nice. And then, what are you using for trainers? Uh, so for training aircraft, we have uh, several Cessnas and several Piper aircraft. Uh, Cessna 170, 140, uh, 206. So our two-seaters, four-seaters, six-seaters. Um, and then we also have uh, Piper Super Cubs. And those Super Cubs are, are pretty old, but they are like the workhorse of Alaska. Well, um, yeah, they you know what they are? They are. I love the Piper Cub. I think they're just amazing, amazing yeah. airplanes. They are. Mm-hmm. No, incredible what you can do with them. Uh, pretty simple machines uh, and great training platforms. Um, as as amazing as it is what you can do with them, taking off and landing in 50 feet, it's still a great uh, training platform to start out with, with a beginner student or with a beginner pilot. Okay, so if somebody wants to come, what, what kind, how long does it take for them to say solo? Uh, so typically, um, just to get to solo can be done in about a week or so. Um, uh, we see usually about 10 to 15 hours is our typical time for someone to actually, uh, attain their first solo. It does vary. Some people do it in less, some people do it more, um, for somebody going for their full private pilot, uh, license, their full private pilot certificate, typically about two months and 60 hours is what we, uh, what our program is based on. We do, um, specialize a little bit more in the off airport uh, a little bit more adventure flying. So the little bit higher skilled stuff as far as tailwheel flying, landing on glaciers, landing on gravel bars, on beaches. Um, we have obviously our private runway, but, and, and I think by a lot of people's standards, they would look at that runway and be like, that's not a runway. That's just a big long <laughs> strip of gravel that you land on. Um, Cause it's not paved or anything. There's no markings on it, but we take it a little bit a step further where in Alaska, we have this amazing freedom to land nearly anywhere you want. It's it's vastly federal and state land. Uh, and so we do really have access to the entire state by small bush plane, being able to land on any beach, um, on almost any of the national parks. Many of the national parks, well, it's illegal to land a small airplane in the national park in the lower 48, and it's a criminal offense there. It's the only way to access the national parks here. There are no roads to get there. So being able to fly into these amazingly beautiful places and land there and then go camp or deliver uh, freight or, or, you know, train students in that area is uh, it's never dull. I, I bet it's not, especially, yeah. you know, in Alaska. Uh, OK, I know I just asked a lot about the flight school because I just find that insanely interesting from one entrepreneur to the other. I love when somebody can come up with an idea where I'm sure everybody's like, you know, John, you are crazy. Why would you even think of doing something like this? And then you're able to pull it off, which I, again, I just love that about. Well, your to be crazy, we did buy two more airliners and we're building a control tower. Are um, you really? Every airport needs a control tower. <laughs> and true. no, we're not actually going to have air traffic control in the tower. But it is um, where we're located in Alaska is just surrounded by mountains. You have Denali, a 20,000 foot tall mountain to the north. You have 4,000 foot tall mountains to the west. You have 10,000 foot tall mountains to the east. And they're they're impressive because you go to Colorado and you say, oh yeah, this mountain's 10,000 or 14,000 feet. But it starts, you know, at, at 8,000 feet. But here, our mountains start from sea level and go to 20,000 feet. So they're they're impressive. And to get up above the trees and be able to see that, we built a 60-foot uh, tall control tower, uh, and that will be all glass walls all around it. And that will be um, another one of our cabins. So when students come, and obviously we have the two-bedroom, one-bath DC-6, 
uh, will have a three bedroom, two bath DC nine and then the seven twenty seven. But uh, if all those are booked, then we still have the control tower and some of those other cabins available. Okay, John, it's so great talking with you, but here's the deal. We need to play some commercials. We need to have a quick break because let me tell you, we're not public radio over here with government funding. So we've got a lot of bills to pay, but when we come back, I want to know more about say the kinds of trips and the packages that you're offering. I mean, Seriously, you have my attention. So I want you to stay right where you are because we have a lot more to talk about for sure. And for those of you who are listening, uh, we have not only have more of John's conversation, but we're going to talk about the top weather apps. I want you to make your best guess right now. Let's see if you're right here on the Kim Commando Show. Now, if you're just joining us, you are in for such a treat. We've been talking to John Kawicki. He's a former American Airlines pilot who now runs this wildly successful Airbnb. Well, it's not just an Airbnb in the middle of Alaska. It's a bonafide flight school. Yeah. And in case you want to check it out, he's at fly8ma.com. That's fly8ma.com. Okay, John, thanks for hanging on with us. And let me tell you, it's not often that I interview someone and I'm like, Heck yeah, I got to put this on my bucket list. So, John, tell me, what is a typical Airbnb flight school Alaska trip package? What does this all look like? Uh, So a lot of our packages are pretty custom to the individual. We really want to know what that person's aviation experience is like. It could be they've never been on an airplane before or they fly a lot for work, but they they are not a pilot or have any small aircraft experience, but they just want to see Alaska. Um, It could be somebody who is fairly experienced in aviation, but not bush flying or tailwheel flying. Uh, They're used to just flying from paved runway to paved runway. So we really want to learn about the individual are they coming here by themselves to, to get training? Are they coming here uh, with their family and they just want to see Alaska and experience it? Um, we do offer charter flights in our six-seat aircraft. So somebody could come uh, who is interested in flying or is already a pilot and wants to take the controls and put one of our instructors in the front seat with them. They take the controls of the aircraft and put their family in the back and we can safely take them around to see incredibly amazing sites. A common problem we noticed here in Alaska was... There's not a lot of good documentation. Say if you can want to come up here and and book your own trip and, and do all the planning yourself, it's tough. Um, most Alaskan tour companies exist in the 1990s. They're not real heavy on Google and Facebook. Okay. They don't make a lot of that information super accessible because for the most part, a lot of these lodges have repeat customers for the past 20 years. And that's the only place those customers go and, and they just know that and that's what they know. But if you want to see Alaska it's hard to get the logistics down. And so our ultimate goal is to work with clients one-on-one, have them call us, email us, whatever it is, and we'll build them a custom package based on what their needs are, what their budget is, what their time is that they can spend here, and what their ultimate goals are, what they want to see and accomplish while they're here, whether it's seeing wildlife or glaciers or learning to fly, whatever it is, we want them to come to Alaska and have the ultimate experience that they couldn't have anywhere else. You know, you're pretty driven, obviously. A little bit. Um, what did you do before this? Before this, um, I was at the airlines for a little bit. Um, and so I spent two years uh, flying uh, small jets for American Airlines. And that was a great career path. Um, obviously, um, you know, airline pilots don't have calluses on their hands. Um, they make a good living. 
It's uh, it's a very secure, stable job. And that was really boring for me. Um, so although it was fun flying jets around the country, um, getting to see the world, that just wasn't really going to cut it. Before that, I had owned a flight school in Florida and I wanted to get back to small airplanes. Uh, the freedom of getting uh, in your car when you were 16 and you got behind the wheel and all of a sudden you were able to just drive anywhere or if you ever got on a motorcycle and you could just you know, that ultimate freedom to ride around the country, go take a road trip, that same feeling you get here in a small airplane where all of a sudden you can land anywhere. You, you can you know, travel anywhere in the state. It, it, it is something. I, I, I have quite a few friends who are private pilots and commercial pilots. Uh, my family's big in aviation, and that's why I'm asking so many questions. Um, sure, absolutely. Uh, my husband is a flight instructor, certified flight instructor. And uh, we have, we used to own a Pilatus, a PC-12, mm-hmm. which is, I, yep. I called it like, you know, it's an SUV of the airwaves. I mean, oh, it is. It's my dream airplane. And it would even, something like that, what's so amazing is you can fly it paved runway to paved runway down south. You can go very fast, 300 plus miles an hour, but you could still land here at our lodge on 2,000 feet of gravel. Um, and so it, it's an ultimate airplane, um, perhaps a little bit out of my price range at the moment, but ultimately... Um, that is the type of aircraft that we'd like to help people graduate from the smaller airplanes into something that can fly their whole family and fly them fast and open up the country for them. They're really their time machines is what they are. When you're able to, to walk in up to a PC 12 and throw five, six, eight people into it Just keep and going. there's no lines, there's no way. Right. And from the time you pulled into the airport, you're airborne eight, nine minutes later. You're in the air moving 300 miles an hour to your destination. Have you seen Harrison Ford's documentary about uh, flying? Uh, I I think I have at least seen parts of it. Uh, I know he has a beaver. I think that's what I remember from that uh, that video. Well, you said something that time machines, and that's Mm. his analogy, is that basically you can walk up to a gate and uh-huh. in a commercial environment or, or walk up to a plane in a private environment and then say, I want to go here. And then suddenly you're just you're there. Um, uh-huh. So how do so everybody's listening right now and watching. They're like, OK, I want to learn more. Where do they go, John? Uh, they go to fly 8 ma.com fly 8 mikealpha.com And we have our online courses there to begin your training to become a pilot. We have all the information there of what it looks like to come visit us here in Alaska, whether as a tourist or as a flight student. And we have all the information on there as well as if you want to stay inside one of these aircraft, the 1956 Douglas DC six, that's a two bedroom, one bath. Uh, then we, of course we have our DC nine that we're working on right now in our 727. So if you're interested in really um, experiencing the, the first class, the true first class experience of the massage chair uh, inside the <laughs> airplane and, and ha- you know, cooking your uh, your dinner in the in the aft uh, you know compartment there or um, hanging out on the wing deck. Um, it's definitely it's a really cool experience to get up close and personal with big airplanes where we typically don't get that experience you know, when you're flying on the airlines. You just walk through the jet bridge, you get in, you go to your seat, that's it. Now you can walk around, touch, feel, see the system, see how they're put together. They really are amazing machines. It's it's incredible, especially that these machines were built in the 40s, 50s, which 60s crazy. on slide rules yeah, which is before just, you and I were born. Which is just um, crazy. Without computers. It's hard for me to imagine how they manage that. Well, John, very inspiring for everybody. If you're listening, you're like, wow, I want to do a business. Okay, here's a guy who just did it. Uh, John, keep in touch and keep us posted what's new over at the, uh, I'm yes. going to say the uh, the flying ranch, so to speak. 
Yes, uh, we call it the Pilot Lodge here. But thank lodge. you so much, Kim. And yeah, hope to see you up here in Alaska sometime. You betcha. Thank you, John. So fun. I can't wait to tell Barry about this. Fly8ma.com is the website. That's fly8ma.com. All right, so what do you think is the top weather app? What do you think it is? Well, there's this organization called Forecast Advisor, and they did all the tests. But one thing before we go into that, if you start searching online about weather apps, you're going to see something called Global Weather Corporation, or GWC. And they always say, oh, that's the most accurate. Well, it was when we could access that data, but they bundled off all their services and they're selling it out to car and data companies, so only they can access it right now. So what are the top apps coming in? The Weather Channel, okay? But the Weather Channel also controls Weather Underground, Storm Radar, Google Weather. They say it's best for the South and Midwest, including snow states like the Dakotas, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, and Vermont. Next up, the Weather and Microsoft Start. I know, I was like, what is up with that? Yeah, they say it's pretty accurate. Uh, For East Coast states and for you snowbirds, we're talking about Hawaii. Uh, Weather.gov, okay, it's not pretty, uh, but they say that it's Great for all locations. And then coming in at number four, you're ready for it, AccuWeather. And they say that's really best for the Midwest states. And if you want to see this list entirely, head over to commando.com and just search for weather apps. All right, David in Sacramento, California. Well, I've uh, got... Uh, a lot of time on my hands because I retired and I was starting to digitize my photos so I can pass them on to my kids, whether they like it or not. <laughs> and I've noticed that some of the pictures, uh, quite a few of the pictures uh, have started to fade. Sure. And I'm trying to, you know, it doesn't really seem to matter. Like I've got two photos from the same time, but it's different photo paper. And so I'm trying to bring back some of the vibrancy that is slowly uh, disappearing. And I wanted to know if you had any uh, recommended programs, because I know I could take them somewhere, but that would be well, that would be a lot of money. So yeah. I, was, uh, well, I have uh, a scanner, okay, well, and let, I have a computer. And then you have a phone? And I have a phone. Okay. Uh, there's a, an app for your phone. We're going to start there. And it's called okay. Google Photo Scan. What, okay. I, what I love about Google Photoscan is aside from it's free, and you know we all like free, free is good, yeah. It, yeah. is that it really does a tremendous job of being able to take a picture of a picture and then it will enhance the picture. Um, okay, that's it, cool. And so what's also very nice about this is that when you want to take a picture of a picture in a photo frame is that you don't have to take it out of the photo frame, right? Uh, okay. And you don't have to take it out of the photo albums. Remember those? Yeah. Uh, so, because sometimes when you try to take the photo out, you know, kind of all rips apart. Okay. And, and so this allows you to take the photo of a photo without you necessarily having to scan it. Now, of course, you can take them out and you can scan them. That's not a big deal. And just keep in mind, you don't need to save that at 2400 DPI, maybe, you know, just 600 DPI is fine, especially if you're going to print oh, okay. it again. Because, you know, it only sees 150 DPI on the screen anyway. So if you're just going to share them digitally, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't go higher than 300 just because there's no real use at this point for doing that. Now, if if you have photos that are missing, say, I don't know, part of an arm or it's just it's just really bad. uh, That's where you can start using AI. 
and AI will try to restore old photos. It will sharpen some blurry images, like you said, make it more vibrant, enhance the colors, improve the photo right. quality significantly. Uh, there's a, a program called ReMini. Re That's R-E-Mini, R-E-M-I-N-I. Okay. I've, okay. I've used it myself. It's actually pretty good. Uh, there's another one called Advanced AI Photo Restorer. Uh, it's really good at restoring faded colors and repairing damage to the photos. Like okay. if, if it's been creased or if it's been scratched, basically you just upload the photo on any of these sites and then AI does the rest. They always give you a, a free trial membership where only so many photos and after that you have to pay. Uh, and then okay. there's a, a third one called My Heritage. Uh, and My Heritage is really good for, I'm talking about, old degraded images i mean right ones from like you know the 1800s the 1920s uh, right portraits and so if you have any of those that's where you want to go so it, you know but this is a whole process and then don't forget you got to keep it organized right <laughs> you know sure because <laughs> that's where a lot of people they just scan and when you scan it it's like image one ah. two three image one two three five right. one two and you're like okay who is who so you know, I have found that to uh, when tasked with this with my mom is that we, I, I actually did like you know it was this generation of the Williams family, so to speak, and okay. and then these were the folks in New York, these are the folks in in Long Island or wherever they were, Massachusetts, uh, okay, and so that allowed that, and then afterwards, um, I put together a YouTube video, almost like well, I put together a slideshow and then saved it as a private video up on YouTube and then shared that with all my family members and friends, which was actually kind of fun because then people started commenting yeah. and, and doing things like that. But I'm glad you said that you have a lot of time, okay, <laughs> because it does take a lot of time. And, you know, so as you're scanning, you know, keep them in Google Photos, you know, if you're on because you're on Android. Uh, and if you're on iPhone, then you want to keep it in, in Apple Photos. And so that this way, over time, you can also do some facial recognition. So you can say, these are all the pictures of Aunt May. These are all the pictures of Uncle Max. And then it will go through and then say, oh, Aunt May's here. Is this Aunt May is it, or is this Uncle Max? And so it'll start learning as well, which makes it really easy to start organizing it. Okay. So, does, so now I have an iPhone. So is that I still use that Google? Well, you could use yeah, you could use Google Photos on. Uh, you can still use Google Photo Scan, uh, absolutely, okay. and you can also you still use Google Photos. Uh, you can put it on on iPhotos if you want as well. Uh, and okay. I actually have that set up because I'm on an iPhone as well. Is mm -hmm. that I have it set up with Google Photos that my iPhone photos are actually also available to me on Google Photos. And why do I do that? Uh, because I've been around tech for a really long time. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, I, it's like, I just don't want to lose anything. You know, I'm kind of really paranoid about that whole thing in my life. So I try to have as many backups as possible. So again, uh, Google Photo Scan and then Remini. Uh, look at that Vance AI Photo Restorer and then also My Heritage. And David, uh, thank you for your call. Now, if you just missed all that, I'm going to put it, I'm going to write this up maybe as a tip inside of our uh, newsletter. So if you're not already getting our newsletter called The Current, you're just going to dig it. Head over to getkim.com. Once again, that's getkim.com to sign up. I'll tell you the nightmare of all this is after you get them all scanned in, 
organizing them. Oh, and then getting rid of the duplicates. You're like, oh man, talk about facepalm and just wasting hours and hours. But fortunately for you, we have a lot of tips on the website on how to do both tasks. All right, it's tempted to sign up for the fastest internet plan. But what I want you to do is to make sure that you are really using that. So do an internet speed test and then compare that to what you're getting to what you're actually paying for. Uh, Call your ISP and ask for any type of promo. These promos don't last forever. And then you can negotiate it uh, when your contract's over. Just make a note for it. And I also want you to play hardball. I know a lot of people don't like to do this, but tell your ISP that you're going to cancel them if they don't lower the price. Let me tell you something, the rule of thumb. It's always easier and more cost-effective to keep a current customer than to go get a new one. And you want to ask to speak to somebody called the retention specialist. Hey, don't forget 24-7. You can always get more tips, tricks, and secrets at the website. That's commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.